BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on this Friday, our final football Friday of the 2022-23 season. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We're going to go through a lot of Super Bowl props here for you on the show. Some that we like, some that we don't like. And a whole lot more. So stay with us on the grid for that. Dave, it's great to be here with you as we come to the end of the football season with the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, went by very fast, I thought, the entire season, with the exception of the last couple of weeks. That's a, This is a drag to, to get to this point. It always feels like it takes a long time. But we're going to play this thing out on Sunday. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, basketball season baseball season, college hoops, NCAA tournament, PGA tour season as well. We got one more game to play though on Sunday. I mean, it's uh you're you're absolutely correct. It does feel like it absolutely flies by. Like I feel like I don't know. It feels like yesterday it was it was August 28th and I was still drafting, you know, my last best ball teams and here we are. One game left. Chiefs Eagles. Um they're pretty excited. I mean, I think like I, I, I don't know how popular this NBA playoffs is going to be, but I think this is basically the most interesting there. I don't really think there's a consensus favorite for the NBA championship, which is, I mean, Craig, that's so different than the last decade. I mean, we had, we had four, we had four finals in a row of the same two teams. It's, it's, it's really unbelievable. So I I'm looking forward to a playoffs where I don't really know who is going to win. And uh, yeah, I mean, golf, like, look, we are, we are um, two months away from the first major championship. So we, and, and we're, we're what, like less than 60 days away from opening day. So it's uh we got, we got lots of good stuff coming. Yeah, we sure do. So let's get to our headlines here on the show. As we begin here on this Friday, last night, NFL honors night in the national football league and Patrick Mahomes wins the, his second career NFL MVP award in six seasons. So of course, He'll head to the Super Bowl there. Uh, lots of great Hall of Famers inducted. My favorite in particular, Zach Thomas. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Milwaukee Bucks, they defeat the LA Lakers, and the Bucks are red hot. They've won nine games in a row. The Rangers have traded for Vladimir Tarasenko, a very big deal in the National Hockey League, and the Jets also swept the Rookie of the Year award, Sauce Gardner being one of those, of course, that captured that. But Davis, uh, yesterday, some... You know, new new guys getting in the uh, you know Pro Football Hall of Fame. I thought that was really cool to see. No question. Any awards surprise you in particular? I think that the, some people thought like Nick Sirianni maybe deserved to be the you know the, the head coach of the year in the NFL, and and Brian Dable won it. But I, I didn't see a lot of discourse yesterday afterwards. I think they got it right for the most part. I mean, a couple things, but not not the winner being wrong. But <clears throat> Micah Parsons did not get one 
first place vote for defensive player of the year. I thought that was, that's a little bit weird. And honestly, I, I would have been fine with any of the four guys who got first place votes for offensive rookie of the year winning. Um, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I, I don't think I, I mean, Brock Purdy, six games. I, I don't know. Uh, that, that maybe would have been, that maybe would have been a little bit mything to me. Um, and yeah, very, I mean, very happy to see Mahomes win uh, his second MVP. What I, I think what's more interesting though, is what would have happened had Jalen Hurts not gotten injured? What, what would the MVP race True. have gotten to? Because in the end, Mahomes' numbers were better, but Jalen basically uh, either did not play or did not play very well the last month of the season. So that is sort of interesting. And you kind of feel for Jalen Hurts too, because you kind of feel like this was probably his best shot to win the MVP. Obviously like, you know, a thing that all these kids grow up dreaming about. So you do feel for him a little bit there. Yeah, I think the one thing that you would say about Hertz, and it's not, I don't know if it's fair, but it is the reality of betting Davis, and it is the reality of winning these awards, is that the last thing that we're going to remember if the Eagles win the Super Bowl will be Jalen Hurts. So therefore, his odds will open up next year as a 4-1 to one or a 5-1 to one or something along those lines. And it, it reminds me a little bit of like rankings in college football and college basketball. If you open up high enough, in terms of, you know, maybe being the winner, you have a pretty good shot to win. So maybe, maybe uh, a win for Hertz would get that done. Um, real quick here, I know we talked about it earlier in the week, Waste Management Open going on also at the site of the Super Bowl this week. And Davis, I think I saw last night, and I know they're back underway today, but what is going on here? Why do these these tournaments keep getting suspended on the West Coast? Because I noticed that a lot of golfers didn't finish yesterday. Well, I mean, it's it's absolutely bizarre. Arizona, they couldn't start yesterday because the course had ice all over it. It was like it, it was it like overnight, it had gotten to like eighteen degrees and it like sleeted a little bit. So basically, the course was like not playable. It it wasn't it wasn't ready to go, which is like so bizarre. You would that's why they play these freaking events in California and Arizona to start the yeah. year and not in uh you know not in the Midwest or wherever else because they they can generally think that the weather is going to cooperate but now we got we got back-to-back that messed up yeah and uh, they're gonna have to finish up i know they're on the course right now finishing up uh from yesterday and then again i mean maybe this is another tournament that has to go into monday i can't imagine them playing this thing right up until the super bowl starts uh maybe they'll have to i don't know on sunday we will see that's not something we've ever seen never seen another sport competing at the same time against the Super Bowl. This would be the first time ever, if indeed it does happen. So we will see. All right, coming up next, you've probably thought a lot about what you want to do come Super Bowl Sunday in terms of your prop betting, if you're interested in that, and also your daily fantasy. So, of course, it is Friday. We're going to dedicate a lot of the show to that. So stay on the grid with us. Davis and I will talk about some of our favorites as we head into the weekend, including which color the Gatorade is going to be. We're really doing that on the show? Yes, we are. We'll be right back here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today. Of course, big game coming up on Sunday. Stay on the grid all day long here. Coming up at noon Eastern, Scott Farrell is live from Radio Row in Glendale, Arizona, the site of the Super Bowl. So make sure you keep it locked to us all day long. And then, of course, our coverage Saturday and Sunday unparalleled. So stick with us. We'll help you get through the Super Bowl Sunday night. Davis, we're going to go through some props here and take a look at sort of the game flow as to how, you know, we see this uh, thing panning out. I mean, for me, when it comes to props, uh, you know, I mean, you could do it, I guess, one of two ways. You could either build your thesis around how you think the game is going to go and then bet the props based on that. I don't think that that is the smartest thing to do, though. I think you kind of have to take how you, how, you know, who's going to win out of the equation, honestly, with this, and just look at what you think is the best value, numbers that are off, too low, too high. Because in the end, I mean, these numbers in, in props can be beat. I mean, the game line is extremely sharp. So for me, that's kind of the way that that I've approached it. Because, again, for example, if you thought Philadelphia is going to win, you're betting all the overs on this. Philadelphia doesn't win, Davis, you lose every prop. You know, like, so I think you pick 10, 20, try to hit yourself 60% of those. As you mentioned, maybe a long shot yesterday could come in for you as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it also comes down to like risk tolerance and personal preference. Some people love sports betting. They want to get, you know, hundreds of bets in per week. They, the Super Bowl is, is certainly an event they look forward to, but you know, they got to have money left over to be betting uh you know mac conference college basketball on uh, the the tuesday after the super bowl right like it's like and those people generally are going to be leaning more on you know modeling like you know just basically strict math not necessarily like betting hunches doing a lot of arbitrage trading and things like that um that's kind of the way i tend to treat golf like i'm just using a lot of i'm using a lot of like modeling and stuff to do that but in general in football, because median projections for, I mean, if you, for people who have, um, you know, spend time working on projections for NFL, it's really hard because there's so much variance in one single game of football. I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone, like, don't just bet some hunches, don't bet same game parlays or whatever, because on the Super Bowl, it's just, it's just fun. But of course, you are correct. I mean, the, the right thing to do is just to take the right number and whatever ends up happening ends up happening. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of it. So we'll touch on the quarterbacks first. Let's start off with Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. And here are the three available props currently uh, on FanDuel. Now you'll see his passing total there. Uh, it is set at 238.5, but that is way down 
from where it was earlier in the week. That was in the 240s for sure. Uh, rushing yards, 49 and a half, pretty static. Passing touchdowns at one and a half. And so, Davis, I think the idea with Jalen Hurts is that, and I like the under here, by the way, but but I, I don't think that him going under this means that they lose the game at all. Like, I think Philadelphia wants to run. No, I, I think it's the opposite. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the opposite. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I think if, if Jalen Hurts throws for 210, I think the Eagles win this game. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I would say if you could get like an alt prop and I know our friends over at FanDuel and, and other books have these, um, you know, you, like you can get alternate lines. For example, you could bet under 199 and a half passing yards for Jalen Hurts and you'd get a different price on that line. Now, is that a fair price? Uh, you know, probably not, but you could do right. some same game parlay type stuff like, uh, you know, under an alt total on Jalen Hurts with the Eagles money line or even an Eagles alt total, you know, Eagles by nine and a half Jalen Hurts under 199 and a half passing yards or something like that. I would say my lean on the passing yards of 238 and a half is no bet, but my lean on the rushing yards isn't over for sure. Cause I think if Jalen Hurts can't run in this game or is not effective running or is not asked to run, I think that's probably, I mean, win or lose. I just think that's a bad sign for the Eagles offense. I I'm going to guess that Jalen Hurts um, probably is actually even going to be the leading rusher in this game. I, I would wager uh, whatever the odds are on that. I think I think we are going to see a lot of Jalen Hurts as a rusher here against the Chiefs because the Chiefs are so aggressive blitzing. And, you know, I mean, we saw Joe Burrow do this against them a bunch. There were a bunch right. of, you know, third and seven, third and ten. They send five guys. The corner comes around. Joe Burrow sits and waits. And then what well, I think they got – I want to say I think they got a third and 14 – on a quarterback draw at one point. I mean, it. so I, I do think, I do think Jalen Hurts uh, over 48 and a half rushing yards is pretty good. All right. Now let's take a look at Patrick Mahomes, the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP, just won the NFL MVP. Another line that has climbed up is his passing yards. This opened up in the two eighties. It is now at two ninety four and a half. his rushing yards at 19 and a half passing touchdown total which I like a little on the over there at one and a half. I did sort of like the over on the passing yards, Davis, but man, the closer this gets to 300, it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like maybe I'll just pass on this thing, but there was a better number earlier in the week. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, obviously locked in all, all the Patrick Mahomes overs uh, as, as they were coming out because I mean, actually very similar to what I think about Jalen Hurts rushing. I think win or lose, I would, I would bet, that if we gave Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy some truth serum and we got to sit down with them before the game, my guess is is their sweet spot in this game is going to be something like 45 or so Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. I don't think they're going to be messing around with too much of these first down runs. Uh, you know, I would be surprised to see sort of the 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 jet sweeps with Sky Moore and things like that. I think it's going to be a pretty aggressive passing plan. Um, actually, kind of as a way to neutralize that pass rush. From the Eagles, the Eagles pass rush is so good. I think we're going to see a ton of screens, I, and that's not going to be Ooh. a wager you're going to be able to make. But if you could, uh, I, I would take the over on whatever the amount of screen plays would be here, because that's like basically the best way to neutralize an opposing pass rush. All right, now to the running backs on the Eagles, uh, Miles Sanders. His rushing total is sixty-one and a half. Again, a number that has climbed throughout the week. Sanders. Over the last month and a half or two, I think some people, Davis, will remember, uh, you know, some critical fumbles from him, to be honest with you. But if you look beyond that, 
I mean, he's been as effective as he has maybe in the history of his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. And so I sort of get why this number does feel high, but I think it is accurate. I think he's got a chance to beat this. Yeah, I mean, this has been the best season of Miles Sanders' career with the Philadelphia Eagles, his first 1,000-yard season, his first double-digit touchdown season. Um, and, and as part of that, you know, he really has put – Boston Scott as a regular part of the offense to bed. That's been one of the big things is Boston Scott in the playoff. I think Boston Scott, well, when games have been within 10 points in the playoffs, has played like nine snaps or something like that. No, he did get a touchdown against the New York Giants. But right. uh, I, I would only be taking overs on Miles Sanders if I could also get like, touch, like same game parlays, right? So Miles Sanders over 13 and a half rushes, over 61 and a half rushing yards, and a, you know, a touchdown or whatever, because I, I think that it's so much going to be like whoever's playing the best out of Gainwell or Sanders is going to get the run. And I mean, you're not going to know that until the ball gets kicked off, I think. Yeah. And and speaking of Gainwell, uh, yesterday, if you watched our show over on Thrive Fantasy, they had the total of 28. This feels right. 19 and a half. Dangerous, Davis, one way or the other. I feel like I still probably honestly would lean under here. But my gosh, like two runs, Davis, from this guy, and and you could lose this one. So that's the danger here. Yeah, I mean, I do think I do think this this price has adjusted a little bit. I don't. I think this is probably a little bit closer to a no bet. But I when it opened, I want to say it was at twenty three and a half, and I did like the under there quite a bit. All right. Well, uh, let's take a look real quick at Isaiah Pacheco as we close out this segment. Uh, Pacheco's total. Uh, over on FanDuel is 46 and a half. I know you weren't bullish early on on Pacheco, but he definitely has played much better down the stretch. Oh, he's played he's played really well down the stretch and in fact played, uh, got his most targets in a game and his most snaps in a game in the conference championship. I, I, think, I think if you think the Chiefs can win this game or even if it's going to be close, I think you take the over here. All right, so there you go. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll continue our discussion on the Super Bowl props coming up next. As I promised, I know we didn't get to it here. Color of the Gatorade, coin toss, we'll do all that stuff. Have some fun props for you. Also, daily fantasy preview coming up as well. So stay with us here on FSP. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Davis Maddock, Craig Mish. We're reviewing some of the available Super Bowl proposition bets over on FanDuel, which I'm sure many of you are aware of. I'm actually surprised to see a couple of these pop up on FanDuel this year. Before we get back to the players, Davis, let's get to a couple of fun props that are available to bet on over on FanDuel. Now, I don't know what the limits are, and you know, I obviously don't know. I'll get into the Gatorade in a second because I do want to talk a little bit more extensively about that. But let's just simply do coin toss here. You know, Davis, it is amazing how many people love betting on the coin toss. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It is, you know, obviously total pot luck with this. There's data that shows it goes one way usually. But for me, it's like I don't think I've ever bet on the coin toss before. Uh, I mean, I've never bet on the coin toss before. It's like I, I'm... You know, I mean, same deal. It's like I go to the casino and I don't play roulette or blackjack or craps or any of those games either. Because uh, why? Why would I? Why would I make a wager that if I made it a thousand times, it would be statistically impossible for me to win? Not interested. Not not betting it. Look, if you do, that's your thing. Um, you know, I don't enjoy it yourself. I I will never uh, look down on anyone for being a degenerate gambler, but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll say heads, but <laughs> I can't recommend it here on the show, but it's there at minus 104 over on FanDuel. So the Gatorade is interesting. The Gatorade is interesting. This is actually available on FanDuel this year. You're getting zero value, by the way. No disrespect to FanDuel. You're getting no value on any of this whatsoever because, like, look, even Red Pink is in a 20 to 1. So they, these guys just. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're basically, there's a chance you're throwing your money away on this one. But yellow green line, plus 145. Orange Gatorade, those are the traditional ones. Now we have blue stepping in here, Davis, which is a non-traditional one. Red or pink. Is there a pink Gatorade? I thought red was fruit punch. Plus 650. Clear or water, meaning that that's what it's going to be in the end, is 10 to 1. And I, I doubt it'll be a purple. And you're only getting 12 to 1 on the purple. So my advice, Davis, is simple, very simple on this one. I'm a little stunned that FanDuel has this available. But if you're interested in betting this, here's what I would say. Watch the way the line moves on this, because if for some reason, all of a sudden, blue goes to the favorite, Davis, it's going to be blue Gatorade. Like, I mean, to me, that's the only thing that I would do here. I would wait, wait to see. And, and normally I don't do that with the steam. But is there any other way to bet this other than to say, if nothing moves, it's a no bet. But if somehow red is minus 110, like there's, there's got to be a reason for that, isn't it? Well, don't you think Don't you think red would be the bet right now just because that's a Chiefs bet? Like, don't, don't you think the Chiefs would just have red Gatorade probably because their team colors are reds? That, that, that to me feels like, I mean, obviously, like I, I'm going to guess our friends over at FanDuel probably let us get a max of. I'm going to guess the max on this is $25. Maybe maybe they would surprise me and it would be $50, but right. it does it does feel like probably uh betting on red is is you know within the same neighborhood. Uh you know same same school district is just betting the Chiefs money line or whatever. Yeah, I, I would just I would just take a screenshot right now of this right before the game, see where the odds are. Yeah. And FanDuel is not in the business of giving money away. So if, if if one of these colors becomes the favorite, that is the one that I would be betting. I'm not even thinking twice about it. Good theory there, by the way. I just To me, it's just the odds moving for sure. All right, now let's go back to some player props. 
And let's go to A.J. Brown. Dave is pretty bullish yesterday on A.J. Brown, who has a higher or about the same total, I think, here as it appeared on Thrive Fantasy. Uh, over on FanDuel, 72 and a half receiving yards, Davis, for A.J. Brown. I know the last few weeks he has not been able to eclipse this for you know a lot of different reasons. Blowouts, games don't matter. Um, you know, he was upset. I, I, you know, this is this is the kind of game where the stars usually shine. I would expect him to be one of those. Yep, I mean, I agree. I agree with all of that. I think, I mean, not even, I, I think I know the only reason A.J. Brown hasn't really eclipsed this has simply just been because there's been absolutely no need for it. Uh, the Eagles haven't been throwing the ball. They've been winning these games by a ton. But if you go back and look at, you know, pretty much all of their other, if you just go through and look at the Eagles' competitive games, games where they had to play four quarters, A.J. Brown, I, I guess he didn't get over this against Arizona and he didn't get over this against uh, the Houston game wasn't even really competitive. I just, just feels, I mean, I, I, the, the bet I made was I, I bet. Um, so I, I have this one, but I also have uh, alternate over 99 and a half yards as well. Um, I just think I, to me, AJ Brown is the best offensive player on the Eagles. And when you go into literally the biggest game of your life, if you're Jalen hurts, if you're Nick Sirianni, like you just you're getting the ball to your best offensive player. I I don't really see how AJ Brown is not the biggest part of their game plan coming into this game. All right. Well, what does that mean for Devonta Smith, who you know could get this you know sixty three in one shot? I mean, basically, it means had some huge catches, forty yards, fifty yards, especially in the second half of the season with both Minshew and Jalen Hurts. His total over on Fanduel, and this is again receiving yards. It's set at 63 and a half going into the weekend. Is it possible, Davis, that both of these guys could have big games come Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think that's probably on the, uh, you know, for if we're flipping coins, I think both of them um, having good games is more on the, the positive, you know, the minus 110 side of that coin because of, I mean, really the same logic for A.J. Brown goes for Devonta Smith, which is, in these games, your best players are going to get the ball the most often. And, I mean, really the big deal is Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense, we just we very rarely seen them play four quarters all year long. All their numbers look kind of strange. J Jalen Hurts, this is true, has thrown 22 total passes all season long while trailing. 22 passes while the Eagles were behind on – the scoreboard. I mean, we just, we don't even really know what it looks like to see AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, all playing in a right. game where every play matters for four quarters. So I, I kind of get the sense that honestly, maybe just across the board, the Eagles lines look a little bit low because I, most importantly, they are not a team that rotates players at all. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith might have snap shares. Actually, they will have snap shares above 90% in this game. No Chiefs player is going to play right. over, let's say, 80% probably. I, that would probably be Kelsey, Kelsey maxing out at about 80% or so. But the Chiefs rotate a ton. So their lines, it's a different story. But the Eagles, they just play their guys. They're the guys who are there, they do not rotate out at all. All right. Well, uh, interesting. If you've been watching the show, we've been talking a lot about just rolling with these unders on Juju Smith-Schuster. But FanDuel has made a significant adjustment on him going into this game. This is now Davis under 40 at 37 
and a half. They are begging you, Davis, begging you to go four catches. 41 yards, that's all he needs to do. 39 yards to go over this total. It's been the best bet the last few weeks, just riding the unders here. They started in the 60s. They went to the 50s. It was in the high 40s. We're under 40 now on Juju Smith-Schuster. It's the Super Bowl, Dave. Is he kidding me? This guy can't get three for 40? Yeah. Uh, so we took yesterday with our friends over at Thrive. We did. We took the under because it was posted at 50 and a half on Thrive. I still feel pretty good there. I think at this number, I would say either don't put this on your card or take the over, mostly because McCole Hardman remains injured, and we don't really know how much Kadarius Tony is going to play. Tony, uh, you know, apparently has been a full go at practice, but I've seen this happen with Tony a bunch of times. I, I, I would be, I, I just don't think I have it in me to to bet on Smith Schuster because he's been so disappointing the last like yeah. six or seven weeks of the season. Um, so this is probably closer to a no bet. Um, but yeah, I mean. I would I would lean over under forty yards. I would I would lean over on on him. All right. Now the the theory on Kadarius Tony actually liked your theory yesterday that we were discussing. So I, I I personally don't like this bet at all. I don't think there's any value there because if you think Kadarius Tony is going over this, you got to be able to find a better bet on the board that's going to cash you more money, like an MVP or a, for a touchdown or something else. Uh, that that's where you really got to get smart with these props. It's like, okay, let me get minus 110 on 28 and a half. Well, if he does that, I mean, Tony's got a pretty good game coming and then maybe bigger things are coming. So for me, I just would pass on this one. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, may, yeah, maybe you pass at the median, but what you do is you, you, you pull up FanDuel uh, on, on your phone there and you say, okay, let's go to, let's see what, what price can I get for Kadarius Tony over four and a half receptions over, 55 and a half yards. Uh, I think, I think, cause I, I think you're totally right. Either Tony is going to get one catch for eight yards and limp off to the sideline with a hamstring injury, or he is going to be the second most important chiefs pass catcher in this game other than Travis Kelsey. And I don't really think there is too much of an in-between there. So I, I, I agree with you. I would probably avoid Kadarius Tony's median numbers. And I would probably feel pretty good about his either his alternate overs or alternate unders either way whichever way you feel yeah swing big would be my advice there all right let's close it out with travis kelsey i think this number opened up at 68 and a half i'm pretty sure it's now 79 and a half so and by the way come come game time davis is gonna be in the 80s Uh, he's the guy there's no one else i think that they made a bad number to start they fixed it and now the question is does he have another big game on Sunday I mean you do sort of feel that if Kansas City has any hope of winning this game he's got to at least be reliable right he's like he's he's got to get he's got to get over this feels like if Kelsey has 50 yards they just lose yeah and and I would say regardless of the the total amount of yards his reception pretty much have come in the last few weeks regardless of that all right we'll be back with a daily fantasy look over on the daily fantasy side on the super bowl we're going sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For all of our coverage this week and this weekend at the Super Bowl in Phoenix slash Glendale slash Scottsdale slash there's a lot of slashes going on out there. Trust me. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid at SportsGrid TV coast to coast. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour. All the great guests here as we close out our week of live coverage here on Friday. Of course, we've got coverage coming up this weekend and live coverage during the game as well. Jim Sanis joins us. From, of course, FanDuel and all of his work at Number Fire. And it's the final football game, Jim, of the season this week. I know it's still exciting for you. You got NASCAR coming up and a lot of other fun stuff. But uh, for us, it's like putting the bow on the end of the year with the Super Bowl. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. And it's good to to have you say finals football game of the year because that means I don't have to touch USFL, XFL. I know a lot of people are excited. I am not. Uh, so I will let everyone who is excited have your excitement, have your fun. I'll be watching NASCAR and enjoying that instead. And glad that I don't have to convince Davis of doing those alternate football leagues this year. I, ain't, I am not doing it here on the show. Not doing that. Look, right. I'll, I, I will be watching. I will be watching the alternate football. Probably the XFL. The USFL sucked. I, I don't know. Don't don't. I don't ask me why that was the case. But the XFL was yeah. better. Um, but there's just so much to gamble on. There's so much to play fantasy for right. in the spring and the summer. It's like we enough. We don't we don't need it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so uh, let's take a look at the pricing and uh, build some game theory from the two of you and and see if we can get a lineup set before we're done here. We'll start off with the Kansas City Chiefs player prices. And let's start off with, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who is the highest priced player on the board at 17,500. Travis Kelsey is the highest priced position player at 14,000. Isaiah Pacheco is 10,5. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, who uh, seems to be talking pretty big game going into this, by the way, Jim, at 9,500. Juju Smith-Schuster at 9,000, yuck. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 8,000, Jim, either is going to be the MVP or we're going to forget he was on the Chiefs by the end of the game. I don't know which one it is. So uh, let, let's let's start with KC. Yeah, the symmetry of MVS MVP is about all you got there. Uh, that's that's the only thing that gets gets you close to MVP there. But I think that when you're looking at this, the salary, not just for the Chiefs, but also for the Eagles, the first question is, do you want to jam in both quarterbacks? Because if you do, you can't get to Travis Kelsey at 14000 So if it's a one-quarterback lineup, I want to get there. If not, you're living in the mid-range and in the bottom tier. If you go with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, you're looking at like making it tough to get to Isaiah Pacheco even. So 
that's kind of the first question is, do I want both quarterbacks in there? If yes, you're looking for a lot of value plays. If no, you can get to Kelsey, which you should because he is fantastic. I think that the guys I view as being most undersoured in the Chiefs are Isaiah Pacheco and Kadarius Toney. I know, I know, I'm sorry, but uh, Pacheco at 10-5, really good snap rate in the conference championship, in part because McKinnon was banged up during that game, but Pacheco was banged up too, and he played really well. Six targets for him in that game, and I'm not expecting that role in this game, but you don't need that role for him to be a good play at $10,500. He's had really good workloads, even when he's been playing, you know, second fiddle kind of to McKinnon a lot of times. In the games they played with CEH Outer Limited, uh, Pacheco still at 87 yards to scrimmage per game in that time. So I don't expect CEH to have a big role if he does wind up being active on Sunday. So to me, I'm fine looking at that that usage, and that usage for Pacheco has been very good. So I do like him a lot. Kadarius, Tony, 7,000, it is what it is. You know, like, um, his expectations are low. They should be low, but also he's $7,000 and has a path to getting you gadgety-type touches. Do we want those if his salary is, like, $6,500 on a full slate? No, but at 7000 on a slate where I need to save as much salary as possible, I'll take that. So to me, the two guys I am highest on here relative to salary – Isaiah Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, just because I want guys with a path to a ceiling, and both those guys do have that in their respective tiers. Uh, so I definitely agree with you on one of the two. I definitely think that Kadarius Tony, I mean, Tony is basically, if Tony gets, oh, well, if you were to if you were to ask and, and receive perfect knowledge of playing time before the game, I think Tony would be the guy you'd want to know, because if Kadarius Tony is going to play you know, let's say 60% of the offensive snaps for the Chiefs, I, I would maybe even consider just playing him in all 150 teams that I would be making on, on FanDuel this weekend because he does have the most upside per touch of anyone on Kansas City. I, so I, I they're just, to me, there's something rotten in Denmark with the Chiefs running back room for a couple of different reasons. The first <laughs> being McKinnon was not listed on the injury report, was not, they didn't even, so to get really inside the weeds of how uh, NFL practice reports work. If you're nicked up, but you're fully expected to play, you still get listed as full on the practice report. We, that's what Mahomes was all the last two weeks. But McKinnon wasn't even listed as full on the practice report. There was just no reporting on any sort of McKinnon injury at all until this Monday when they said both Pacheco and McKinnon are battling through something. So that's just weird to me. The idea that McKinnon wouldn't be listed with an injury and then would play basically his lowest role since week 10, since Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went on the IR. That's weird to me. And then another thing that's very weird to me is to choose to activate Clyde Edwards-Hilaire off the injured reserve before the Super Bowl when actually it's costing you money to do so. Players make less money when they are on the injured reserve than they do when they're on the active roster. So now they're going to healthy scratch Ronald Jones probably for the Super Bowl, and they're going to activate... That is, that's the Brian Windhorse meme. That is the, what's going on here? That is a, that is a bizarre decision by the Chiefs that would, that would indicate to me either one, they want to have Clyde as like an active in-game backup to McKinnon. Basically, if like it's, it's third and eight, the first drive, and McKinnon comes to the sideline and tells Reed and the enemy, he's like, you know, I don't got it today, or, or my right. leg feels funny or whatever. Um, so I, I kind of think that, Clyde is like an and, and maybe my brain is just totally rotten, but I do I do kind of think Clyde is going to have a role in this game. All right, that's a, a very very 
conspiracy-filled explanation from David <laughs> on that. Do with it as you may coming up this weekend as you play Daily Fantasy. Got to get to the Eagles, though. So let's take a look at the pricing here. Jalen Hurts, of course, 17000 You pick between him and Mahomes. A.J. Brown, 12500 Miles Sanders is at twelve. Devonta Smith, eleven five. Followed by Dallas Goddard, a tight end at ten. If you do not take Kelsey, you can take Goddard or someone else. And then Kenneth Gainwell, Jim, is at 8500 Yeah, I think that when you look at the Eagles, I think it really depends on how you see this game playing out. Because if you think that they play from ahead, Miles Sanders makes a lot of sense. In the first half against the 49ers, 53% snap rate for him, which is not great, but it's not bad for a guy who is going to be very efficient given the rushing offense and the fact that they'd be playing from ahead in this scenario. So for 11-5, I think that he would make, or uh, for $12,000, he'd make a lot of sense if you assume the Eagles are ahead. If you assume they trail, Kenneth Gainwell is fantastic at $8,500 because he's the guy who was in there for the two-minute drills. And that tells you if they are in catch-up mode, Gainwell's snap rate will probably spike. And there's also a chance that he could just play a decent role, as he has a couple of times so far this year. So I would say Gainwell 85 is a really good option in the lineups where you have Mahomes at MVP, you have Kelsey in there, you have Pacheco, stuff like that, because it implies the Chiefs are going to be ahead. And in that scenario, I think that Gainwell's role does increase given the way he has played this year. And also he does have a pretty good role inside the red zone. So even if they don't trail, he's not a zero in that scenario. So get you, you know, 30 or so yards, chance at a touchdown, stuff like that, which is more than enough for $8,500. So I do think that he makes a lot of sense. Outside of those two guys, Sanders and uh, Gainwell, I really like Dallas Goddard, $10,000. I prefer Pacheco in that mid-range. I think that the points Davis brings up are very valid and a legitimate concern for sure. But that could convince you to take the savings and go down to Goddard at 10000 as opposed to Pacheco because Goddard has a good matchup. In the games he's played with Hurts and with himself being healthy, he's at 55 yards in scrimmage per game, which is a pretty good number and actually above Devontae Smith in that 12-game sample. So I love Devontae Smith, the player, um, and I love A.J. Brown as well, but the salary savings you get on Goddard at $10,000, really enticing. So even in your Mahomes-Hurts lineups, I think that Goddard is a guy you can turn to without stretching yourself too thin elsewhere. So I, I actually think the Eagles are maybe the more interesting team for single game purposes than the Chiefs because the name of the game is is to, I mean, obviously we would like to win and score a lot of fantasy points, but we would also like to do so and not chop uh, 9,000 ways with our friends on FanDuel.com. And okay. and single, single uh, you know, solo winners have happened. Our, our friend Brian Jester has, uh, has, has won solo on FanDuel before. Uh, so I think the Eagles are the key to doing that a uh, couple different ways. One, using A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith in your MVP slot without Jalen Hurts. I think that's going to be really uncommon. I, I'm going to guess the correlation between those guys in the MVP slot and Jalen Hurts is going to be the highest of any two players relative to MVP and flex usage. Then the other thing is Boston Scott, Quez Watkins and Jack Stoll are going to be completely unused. Like I, I, I would imagine the cumulative ownership of those three guys who are really the only tertiary guys who see the field for Philadelphia. What do you think, Jim? Probably less than 15% combined. And, and specifically with Stoll and Scott, probably sub 3% combined. People will play a little bit of Quez. But if Jack Stoll has one catch for six yards and a touchdown – 
and Mahomes, Kelsey, Hertz, and AJ Brown all get over, let's say, 19 FanDuel points or something like that, you're, you're saying, like, I mean, he could legitimately end up, he could legitimately end up being in the optimal, which I think is, um, which I think is pretty interesting. And with Watkins, I think the benefit of him is he gets a lot of downfield targets, which are volatile, which yep. means he can have, I think he's had right. like no or one target in like three consecutive games, but they were up big in all those games because they're very good. And now if you, again, like talking about the, the appealing gain wells, they get behind same thing for Quez Watkins. If you jack up the passing attempts for the Eagles, Quez Watkins benefits. So I think both he and I know Justin Watson is like, not really a guy I want to use, but it's kind of the same thought process where he'll get downfield looks, he'll be on the field and stuff like that. So I prefer Watkins between the two. Uh, but I think that both those guys have paths to, you know, the 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 phrase pay off with one catch is overrated during the regular season. During the playoffs and single game slates, I'm more amenable to it. And Watkins is someone who does have that path at least. So I think that he, if you're going with, you know, Hertz and Mahomes and you want to get back into that mid-range, he's probably the first guy I'd turn to in order to get there without spending all $60,000 in salary. All right. In, in the interest of time, uh, what I would ask from, from each of you is, you know, just kind of reviewing some of those low-end options again and maybe a kicker in defense. So, Jim, I'll start with you. We'll go to Davis, then we'll close it out. Yeah, I think that Kadarius Tony 7,000 is kind of the guy I turned to there. He's the primary salary saver. Quez Watkins, Justin Watson, the other guys I would look at. I don't hate Noah Gray. No, we talked about him a couple weeks ago too. $5,500. He gets a lot of high leverage looks, so I don't mind him there if you really want to save some salary. Yeah, I would say my favorite cheap guy is, is Noah Gray. Yeah, Noah Gray is going to have three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown in this game and is going to end up being in the optimal. Um, and I actually, I think the Chiefs defense is going to be way under owned relative to their ceiling because Jalen Hurts is a great player, but does like to eat sacks. I think he could get sacked like five times in this game, even in, even in a win. So I do like the Chiefs defense. All right, there you have it. Hey, Jim, enjoy the game. We're on to NASCAR next weekend and beyond. Thanks again for coming on all season long, talking football with us. Always very much appreciated. Enjoy and we'll talk soon. Yeah, it's been a blast. I appreciate it. Looking forward to talking NASCAR soon. All right, there you go. Jim Sanis joining us. FanDuel and Numberfire. Catch him all over with all of his simulations, including the game coming up on Sunday. We will wrap up the show for this Friday next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we have reached the end of our program, end of our week before the Super Bowl on Sunday. Let's see what Davis is going to wrap us up with. Here's today's Sports Grid 60. Yep, wrapping it up here. Uh, it's been it's been a, a long two weeks without any football. It's about to be a long spring and summer without football. I, I'm going to miss it. I... I Am uh, I'm gonna enjoy my time away, but I'm gonna be excited for it to come back. I uh, I got my my Noah Gray and my Jody Fortson first time, anytime, and last touchdown wagers in. I, uh, I I very much hope that when we come back on Monday, we are writing another chapter in in the book about how great Patrick Mahomes is. But the Eagles, a very worthy adversary, and uh, Jalen Hurts wins. We will never have to hear the stupid claim that running quarterbacks can't win a Super Bowl ever again. So uh, I think either way, plenty of positives to take from Super Bowl 57 this weekend. Yeah, my lean is the Eagles minus a point and a half. Last year, we sat here the day after they announced the Hall of Famers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Zach Thomas didn't make it. I was so happy to come on the show today and say how proud I am to know Zach Thomas and to see him get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mentioned this on social media last night. It's very easy after you win a game to just, you know, have the cameras in front of you and say how great we were and we did all this. This guy was such a champ when the Dolphins would lose, and they won more than they lost. They won like 10, 11 games every year, never won a Super Bowl, never really amounted to much. But Zach Thomas was the leader of that team. And it felt like every time the Dolphins lost, the cameras would just go right to Zach Thomas, like as if it was his obligation to be available. And he hammered it every single time. In fact, the Dolphins would lose games at that time, Davis, 7-3, to because that's the way football was played. And Thomas would say, you know what? It was on us. We shouldn't have given up the seven. The guy was incredible. And uh, congratulations to uh, Zach for getting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Extremely well-deserved. Thanks again to our producers. Again, all week long, LTN, our graphics department, also for a great fantasy football season. For Davis, I'm Craig. Scott Farrell's up next. See you Monday morning. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.